ora and welcome to another edition of the GeoDorable podcast with your hosts Chris Morris and Mark Thompson. For more information on this episode, visit the GeoDorable page on Facebook. And good evening, Chris. Good evening, Mark. How are you on this, uh, what is it, Friday evening, end of the week? It's been a long week, well, as for me. Um, yeah, how's things? Yeah, how's things? Oh, good. Well, you know, no one parties like a adorable party. Here we are Here we are on a Friday night, rocking at large. Yes, well, any larger and uh, I'd need to move into a bigger room. <laughs> or just go over lie down. Well, one of the two. It's been a while, hasn't it, Mark? We should apologise to our listeners. Uh, Although I think every we, we we should have two segments now on our intro. One is the disclaimer, and then the other is the apology. <laughs> what people don't understand, Mark. What people don't understand is just you know how little we're paid for this podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you couldn't count it on one hand because no, you couldn't. There's, there's no you zero. You, you remember when we started this podcast? We had visions. We had you know. Lofty. I mean, they were they were they were lofty visions, um, you know. And I think we've we've come and well, I'll under them. But you know, we, <laughs> we were expecting you know the guest spot at the uh, the Esri conference that didn't happen. Uh, we, yeah, sponsorship yeah. that doesn't happen. I mean, you know, Mark, it, it's almost like well, it's it just doesn't happen. Well, I think you know, coming back, we did advertise before for a um, intern, and I think we need some sort of marketing intern to actually organise. Organise the podcast. <laughs> oh, to the podcast. Sorry, I thought it was going to be more useful than that. <laughs> uh, it's yeah, it's a part-time position, not a not a uh, double-time position. No, but but um, you know, an entirely unpaid and um, likely you know, uncredited, or maybe occasional mention. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure we'd mention them. They'd probably be better than us. It wouldn't be hard. Yeah, hence why they'd not be allowed to speak. Yeah, fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. Ah, uh, yeah. So no, it's been it's been an interesting day. Interesting week. Chris, of course, is still in lockdown because he lives in Auckland. Well, I was trying to think. Our last podcast, do our listeners know? No, they, they might won't. not. Well, they, well, I mean, unless they pay attention to the news, um, which well, New Zealand they may. isn't that newsworthy. Oh, excuse me. We, we are so news, newsworthy. We've had the president of the USA um, getting the you know stats wrong about New Zealand. But no, actually, just to correct you there, from a statistical point of view, Chris. Uh, he was correct that we had none, and then any jump above none in whole numbers is a massive increase. Yeah. I mm. mean, proportionally, you have none and then you have one. That's a massive increase, isn't it? So to go to... What's well, a massive increase or, of one? Well, yeah, but proportionally, that's, massive. that's so much bigger than zero. Like, you, you know... Mm. <laughs> I think he was just, you know, being... Uh, being a true statistician, uh, I think he's been accused of many things. That not being one of them. <laughs> oh, there's you know, and statistics. So. Well, uh, yeah, get on with the disclaimer before you know. Yeah, before we <laughs> defame the president of the United yep. States. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So the uh, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are ours only and don't relate to anyone we work with or work for. Um, and uh, often said in a satirical, satirical uh, format. To I always find if you have to point it out, you, you're missing. You're not. You're not being. You know, satirical. I don't know, but you can. You can. I mean, your wife's a lawyer. I mean, how much does satire go down in the courtroom? 
It's okay, so he was being satirical when he was speeding. Oh, I don't think you can speed satirically, can you? Unless you're doing it kind of past (laughs) the officer backwards or something. (laughs) Then I think think it's it's perfectly fine. All right. Mm. Um, Yeah, and as uh, the new segment, Chris, we always have now is the dog update. Oh, yeah. My dog. Yes, your dog. What's he done this week? Uh, he's been a little bit of a naughty boy this week, uh, to be fair. Um, it seems weird. We're all at home, like the kids, the wife, the dog. And he's worse when we're at home than when we're away. Uh, you know, at work. Um, so this week he has a, uh, eaten two pairs of my wife's shoes. Um, a nice pair of work shoes. But that wasn't the thing. She also ate um, a, a pair of sandals that... Um, yeah, nice sandals that she'd bought in Byron Bay. And how often does she go to Byron Bay? Ask me, you know, come on, Mark, how often? Um, according to this podcast, about every year. Yeah, true. She does go every year, actually. But um, that's not the point. We've got COVID going on, so it's not like she's going to be going this year. Um, anyway, so then, and then he redug well, a hole uh, in just, the garden. Just, I mean, just to point this out, Chris, that I mm-hmm. think your dog has done New Zealand a service in this time of economic crisis, that the dog is now saying, hey, look, you should really be buying New Zealand supporting a local industry well that is the point i mean yes okay i'll take that um i do have to take her sandal into uh the uh the shoe <laughs> makers menders what are they called cobblers um yeah, the cobbler the old yeah. cobbler yeah and to see if they can uh they can fix it um and that's my task uh i should point out because yeah. it's your dog because it's my dog yeah it's just like when they're your children yeah 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 but other than that, he's, he's, oh, you know, he cheers me up no end. <laughs> Does he um, get excited when you come home? Yes. Which much more than your wife and kids do? They barely notice, let's be honest. <laughs> yes, no, I know that. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Know that feeling, but yeah, oh, that's enough about our lives. Chris, shall we um, start with some news? Oh, I mean, we could. I mean, I suppose so. Has there been any? Um, actually, well, you'll find out, I think. Okay, let's go. Spatial news. In the news tonight, Chris, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, there was an Esri conference. There was. It seems like, seems like a little while ago now. Well, it, it was nearly two months, about six weeks ago. My um, goodness. Did you go, Chris? Uh, I was planning on going, Did but go I virtually? attended virtually, along with uh, 80, 80 or thousand other people, wasn't it? Was it that many? Well, that's what that's what I, that's what I heard. Okay. Yeah, yeah um, I attended a few. Actually, I got to listen to day two plenary while driving, which was quite useful. Not very good for my data, I don't think. I think the company might have <laughs> some concerns, but. Um, yeah, it was uh, interesting. Interesting while driving to uh, be listening to the plenary. Uh, and and how did you find it? Um, I went online. No, what what did you think? Was it? Um, yeah, I. How do you say? We we've been we've commented on this before. Esri have been more feelings than functionality. Especially during the uh, the plenary, yeah. 
Yeah. Um, and so the plenary I listened to was very feelings-based. Uh-huh. Um, had some great um, great stuff about education and, and what have you. Um, and, yeah, uh, it, was, it was all right. I thought some of the technical sessions, I know we did technical sessions at work. Um, that was that was sometimes amusing. Huh. <laughs> um, I, th- I thought the presenters did very well for for literally not having any audience. It is hard, isn't it? As a, as a you know, public speaker myself, and you know, you, you feed off the audience, and if the audience is there, it's it's much much harder. Yeah, yeah, and especially because they were in at the Esri campus on the um, is it the broadcasting studio or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. We're not, I, I don't feel like we're surmising it very well because it's not that fresh in our minds. Well, for me, I think the, you know, the high production quality, as as ever, you know, yeah. um, it didn't feel. I mean, it didn't feel like a political rally, which I thought was good. You know, it wasn't kind of <laughs> canned laughter or you know cheering yeah. or anything like that, which was you know. So I thought you know production values are really good. Guests, yeah, I kind of uh, I enjoyed the you know the plenary speakers and all of that kind. But um, I, th- I think there's a there's an emotional difference around attending versus online and i think you just yeah. don't connect as well online and it and it becomes like you know dare i say it, it's like it's watching another episode on netflix or another kind of you know something you found on youtube you don't have that connection in the same way and i think because of that it it doesn't have the same you know resonance that being there actually does um, no but i also thought it was very useful because you didn't have to be there yeah, well, uh, like yeah, totally right. But you could stick on a video and do something else. Um, yes, you could. Yeah, and there was the opportunity to kind of do your emails while you're watching and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But then you know there was you know mm. I quite like San Diego. <laughs> oh well, yeah. No, I mean, international travel is always fun. Yeah. Um, the what did you think of the vendors hall, the exhibition space? It was nicely done, but again, I'll kind of get back to the the experience wasn't quite what I was expecting. I don't know. What do you think? Um, it. I have. I have. I went to another conference recently, which had a much better online presence. Mm. Um. That yeah, I didn't didn't really rock my world. Um. I don't. One of the things about when you're walking through booths and this is like they can't do it virtually um you look at what's on the wall and you look at what's interesting yep all right when you're just presented with a logo you're going i don't know if that's interesting or not i'm just going to carry on that's um, definitely uh you know situations like this where you wished you had a better logo yeah you know, a better <laughs> yeah a company name you know no you now need your company name to express what it is you do kind of thing you know yeah or not express it and just be quirky cool. and interesting yeah um yeah so uh, i couldn't find any giveaways i don't know if you found any giveaways chris so disappointed there well um, um no one of the uh one of the organizations and i i, I kind of didn't like this is that they you know you obviously have to log in and therefore your details are passed on to the stand Yep, and so I've been getting spammed, especially from one company. 
basically you know two or three emails a day really going oh thanks for sitting oh we're doing this hey we're doing that and you're like you know what i didn't really mean like i was yeah. kind of just poking around i didn't really mean to give you my have you not unsubscribed i oh, know i have i have now yeah. but yeah um yeah i i didn't don't like that aspect it's it's not anonymous and i know things on the web, web aren't anonymous but um yeah that i know just irks me when i get spammed just yep. for turning up to the site not for you know, I, I can understand it if I hand you my business card. I know I'm giving away my information then. Um, well, these days. Yeah. yeah. So, so, yeah, I mean, that's that's not a great summary of the use conference. <laughs> well, I, we're, we're not really here to talk about the technology. I mean, you know, for, for the user conference per se, I mean, there, there's so much there and so much of it is still, you know, it's all available online. But um, what do you think they'll do next year, assuming that we are... Oh, you mean, do you think they'll try and have a dual one? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, there's this other conference I went to, which had the better virtual experience. Had a, It was a digital twin, Chris. Um, Perfect. So you could turn up to the conference, or you could just go online. Um, and that was, I thought that was really good. It was really well done. Everything, everything was filmed. Yep. And everything was available. So, yeah, it wasn't the same as being there. Um, but I think there's a lot of value um, in doing things simultaneously. Because usually as we release the stuff afterwards. They do, yep. Um, but you don't get all the tech demos and that sort of thing. Yep. Um, whereas I thought this one, yeah, the opportunity there was really there to reach people without them having to turn up and pay 500 bucks of a hotel room. Um, yep. To, to get some value out of it. In my case, it was uh, last time I was there. It was a unair conditioned Airbnb. Yes. That was a mistake. Well, I think the bigger mistake, Chris, was discovering your your Airbnb. Um, what do you call them? Housemates. Yeah, that was a surprise as well. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right. Shall we move on? Yeah, let's move on. Spatial news. Right, and super exciting news, Chris, super exciting. Uh, ESRI have released, after the conference, of course, Mm -hmm. uh, the ArcGIS, sorry, I'll read this properly, Summer 2020 ArcGIS Solutions release. Yep, basically a whole bunch of ArcGIS Solutions. Yeah. Across the board as well, like, you know, not, not just in a particular area, but across the board, they've been releasing, like, you know, hundreds Okay, I'm exaggerating. Quite a few solutions for various different areas. Yeah, um, and so this is solutions built on products. Yep. Um, and so they're trying to do, what do you call it, solution as a service? Yeah, um, totally. Very, very limited configuration. Um, but if you want something fast and, and furious, then this is the thing to do. So they've got the coronavirus uh, back to work solution. Um, so this yeah. is around site safety. Um, what else have we got? We've got the utility data management solution. Now this, um, if you've actually switched to the new uh, utility network, uh-huh. um, this one's quite useful. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yep. Um, what else have they got? Nice graphics, by the way. 
It always makes a massive difference when you've got a massive screen to put stuff on, doesn't it? <laughs> um, yeah, they seem to, um, I don't know what they're designed for, maybe 54-inch televisions or something. <laughs> Again, high-quality kind of, you know, uh, uh, yeah. production. I like the nice dashboard. There's a nice um, readiness management uh, for the National Guard. Uh, yeah, and this this kind of follows on the special event um, permitting and operations uh, solution. Um, yeah, for... What's it says for use by local governments and events coordinator to manage special event permits, protect event in, uh, event attendees, and promote special events in uh, occurring in the community. You know, yeah. uh, lots and lots of these kind of um, these little so I, well, it is little solutions being developed. You know, for for, for specific use cases. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd kind of like there to know that they were developing them with a business, not. You know, we've often seen a lot of um, technical demos where they've gone, oh, you could be doing this. And you're going, well, no, you've obviously never spoken <laughs> to the person you're targeting this for because they couldn't. Oh, I think, you know, it, it's... Uh, I can imagine there are probably a, a few organisation out, organisations out there who have built businesses around, you know, developing special events and permitting operation tools, which, uh, you know... Um, uh, 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 I wouldn't say being superseded, but um, yeah, that market's becoming more difficult. And I, you know, that that's what Esri is becoming, right? It's it's everything. It, yeah. You know, um, it's that kind of well, it is the one-stop shop for absolutely anything to do with spatial, isn't it? Now, wow, well, you're jumping ahead to our topic of the week, really. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, um, no, I'm not. Yeah, I th- oh. <laughs> we can debate it later. Right, but look out if you're looking for new solutions for your uh, GIS platform. Yeah, well worth checking out. There's uh, there's quite a few of them. Yeah. Spatial news. All right, even more GIS stuff. Um, Esri, ever since conference, have been blogging their little hearts out. Well, y- yes. Uh, yeah. Which is why you, you would have thought we'd, have, we'd actually have more news, but... Um, yeah, but we have a high standard of uh, news on this podcast, Chris. So well, it can be a little tiring after through. a while. And after after you've read the uh, you know nine hundredth blog about some small aspect of uh, of GIS uh, technology, it does get a little bit tiresome. Well, and that brings us beautifully onto this one. Go on then. The hidden gems in online analysis uh, from Esri. Mm-hmm. Um, and I read this hoping to be. Uh, would you call enthused, excited? But anyway, um, we'll, we'll let the excitement build. Chris, did you know you can create your own analysis layers gallery? I did not know that. Do you well, care? I mean, it, I, I did because I've read it. But do you care? Uh, I'd care if I created my own analysis layers. Okay, I haven't done that did, in a while. Did you know you can favorite and or create favorites for enriched layer? Uh, no, but okay. Uh, did you know the left join is supported with the join feature tool? My God, can you build this up, please? People are out there are, are going, <laughs> we came here for news, Mark. We came here for yeah. news. Build it up. Come on. Did you know there is the nearest to option in find locations? Yeah. Yeah, that's quite cool. Did you know barriers can be added to network analysis tools? I did I know that. That so. I knew. Um, did you know you can control who can use spatial analysis tools and limit the number of credits? Yes, I definitely knew that. Okay. 
I thought that was quite actually exciting. No, um, it is. It is. You know, uh, we have all got the one person in our organisation who uh, <laughs> has burnt through 20,000 credits yes. because he or she wasn't quite aware what they were doing and then you kind of go gosh darn it and then you have to phone up your you know your yeah. uh, your distributor and go um, and they if they're really nice they'll recredit you on it you know well, what's worse is if they start the process and then realize i don't know about halfway through and then cancel it you actually have just wasted all those credits with yep. no output yeah um, but but Chris, we're building up now. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Drum roll. Uh, it is the elevation analysis tools do not consume service credits. Okay, that's quite cool. Is that a mistake? Oh, don't don't tell Esri if it is. Well, uh, so you can create you can create uh, create view shared, create watersheds, trace downstream. Oh, I wonder um, why. Yeah, I was doing some stuff, 3D stuff on Arctic Online this week, and yeah, it didn't cost me many credits actually. Very cool. Um, but yeah, so that was uh, that was some exciting, well, hidden gems. Hidden gems, yeah. I mean, hidden. Hidden. <laughs> Spatial news. Hey Mark, yeah. I've got I've, no, I've got a good link here. Oh yep. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. From. From gems deep in the earth to satellites high in the sky. There you go. That was my link. Do you like it? Yeah. No. I mean, okay. It's moving on. Terrible. Okay. Fine. Fine. Um, now I picked up this article because I like the name. You yes, picked indeed. up the article because you like the content. Yeah. Uh, so I'll start. Uh, there is a um, a company called black sky and they launch satellites <laughs> um, that was my exciting but Chris what was your was exciting bit well, black sky are really interesting what the it heck have you like got going on in your place what it sounds like a bond villain launch black sky I was just, have you just had like seagulls fly overhead you have no have you no I heard birds oh, okay I thought that was you no. anyway sorry listeners in the background of you no, uh, motorbike. Uh, uh, anyway. Your iPhone. <laughs> uh, yeah, she's me out with the kids. Um, so, Black Sky. Uh, these guys are really interesting because they're kind of part of our, uh, our, our uh, topic of the week conversation uh, later on. But Black Sky are one of these, um, they're a specialist yeah, uh, satellite uh, company uh, collecting, yeah, yeah, creating global monitoring um, services, collecting geospatial intelligence, that kind of stuff. Um, and what did they say? Uh, after completing initial system checks, uh, they were able to use their satellites just 58 hours after launch, which is pretty amazing, you know. Well, yeah, because you've got to get up there first. Yeah, I mean, that doesn't take that long, right? You get a rocket, I don't think that takes that long. <laughs> It's a, they go quite fast rockets apparently they they do but um mm. yeah 54 hours or 58 hours um so yeah that was impressive the detail of what they're pre releasing is good and they're also what do you call these types of satellites they're um well they're kind of you've got they've got a, a kind of few a different range but they've got on-demand swarm satellites i.e you can uh you know get um 
imagery of uh, locations multiple times throughout the day. Yeah. Um, so that you know, really good for the kind of monitoring, especially monitoring of you know situations that are uh, rapidly changing. Well, yeah, and I think that's one of the yeah one of their one of their kind of strengths or whatever you want to call it. You know, one of their uh, go-to markets. Uh, you know, it's about um, uh, you know environmental issues and uh, those kind of you know emergency situations. Yeah, yeah, but again, I like the name Black Sky. What a good bond with a name. But they're delivering. Looks like they're doing some interesting things, and I, and we'll get, talk into it more. But um, rapid imagery analysis or imagery capture and therefore and analysis is um, is definitely easy, almost off the shelf. Yeah, and Black Sky is cool. Um, and uh, we've mentioned Planet before. Um, uh, a few times and for this uh, for this podcast I was reading a little bit about Planet Planet now I believe has more it has the greatest number of privately owned satellites something like 150 or 160 odd um, satellites they own which is pretty cool eh? It, you wouldn't have ever thought a company would have 150 private satellites well they do yeah that's yeah. that's very cool. They haven't they haven't launched all of them. You know, a few have been acquisitions and all that kind of stuff. Um, and again, when I, when I say satellite acquisition, I either think of you know the uh, you know the, the movies where they kind of zoom in and acquired the asset, you know that kind of stuff. Or what's the is it uh, Moonraker, James Bond, where the yeah. big satellite swallows the little satellite? Yeah, no, I was thinking of Moonraker. Yeah, yeah, classic. <laughs> Apparently, the worst Bond film. Okay. Yeah, no, I can. Was it Drax? Wasn't it? Was it Drac? Drax? Drax. It had um, Jaws. Is it Jaws? It did have Jaws in it as well. Yep. Yeah, but he found a woman. He did. Yeah, uh, who was small and had pigtails and glasses and you know that kind of stuff. It was weird. <laughs> but we digress. Oh, definitely. Spatial news. Right. Nearly there with this exciting new segment. <laughs> H3. The yeah, this is system. pretty cool. What is it, Chris? So, Uber, uh, who've, who've been on this podcast, I should say, Uber, they, um, they developed uh, the H3 grid system, um, which is, is uh, you know, they developed it for their uh, ride hailing services, but basically it was, uh, they split the entire globe up into. Uh, a grid of hexagons and you know within the big hexagon you have smaller hexagons and smaller hexagons and and, and so forth yeah and and uh you know it's it's kind of similar i guess similar loosely in com- in concept to kind of what three words anyway uh h3 is uh is open source now mm. so anybody yeah. can use it and i know not to take away from well, what three words but what three words um doesn't have a variable grid uh, or variable index and i think that's what that's what makes this really interesting is that your indexing is is based on your spatial extent how many and we we all know kind of how that that works but the ability to yeah then look deeper and deeper into your index or your data location quickly um, which is where this one really comes in so how do i go get it chris uh, you type H3 uh, into Google uh, and or you know, your your browser of choice and you follow the links. I don't know, Mark, I haven't read that bit. How'd you can get it? <laughs> um, 
uh, you, I think it's an online tool. Uh, yeah, and uh, if you want to know more about H3, then uh, worth going to the uh, the Mapscaping uh, podcast. Uh, we've we've had uh, Daniel on our podcast in the past, uh, but well worth uh, listening to what he's got to say about this. Yeah, um, but yeah, I think if you're looking for a better way to index your data, look at H3. It can be used with Python and R, hmm. non-relational. It's it's pretty good. Well, again, it's, it's pretty awesome, isn't it? Like, you know, Uber, uh, they just go, yeah, yeah, we're just going to do open source. We're just going to release it, you know. Um, well, I think it's because they, they see the value. Yeah. Um, yep. in, um, and not owning it anymore, um, you know. It's like, I want to say, it's like Red Bull, who aren't an energy drinks company. They're a marketing company. Uh, indeed, yes. Um, and you know, Uber have done the same thing. They know what they're good at, so they they release these other things and let other people manage them for them. Yeah. Yeah. Spatial news. Okay, that didn't come through. What? The sound. Yes, it did. Okay, it didn't on me. No, well, it, it definitely came over here, so you, not to worry. Oh, okay. Very bizarre. Right. So, uh, our next story, uh, well, I mean... Oh, you could see this coming. You, you could see this coming for quite a long way, uh, and... Uh, I mean... I'm not yeah. surprised. Yeah, I mean, there's a reason that yeah. um, we're not sponsored by the, what used to be our favourite drones. Yeah, so, uh, DGI job cuts, realignment or just trimming down? Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean... Recent reports of DJI job cuts leave it unclear if the company is going through a major realignment in view of political pressure, i.e., you're not allowed to, uh, you're not allowed to drone in in the US, are you? No. Uh, or just trimming down its staff to a bit more manageable levels after several years of fast expansion. I mean, either way, it's got no. I mean, it's. I don't know how many times we've mentioned them on this podcast. <laughs> a fair Hasn't few, I would say, uh, and. Yeah, with every podcast, there has been every opportunity for them to, you know, just yeah, send a drone this way, press a button. I don't care if they track me; my life is boring. Um, you know, and, but but they chose not to, and this is this is what's happening. You know, we don't talk about them as much anymore. We talk about other drone companies, uh, and uh, clearly, this is the result: job cuts. It's sad. It's sad, Mark. It's sad, but that's wow. that's kind of the uh, the influence the uh, you know the world's the number one geospatial podcast has. You know, right oh, there, yeah. people. Right I mean, there, you've seen it. Last 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 episode, we were talking about how um, DJI potentially maybe copied um, the landing gear of, of another Chinese drone company. Um, uh, yeah, and you know, yeah, yeah. But I mean, not good in these times. They, um, I mean, it's possibly up to a hundred or more layoffs um, in in DJI, but. They do have 14,000 people working for them. Well. Um, so. Yeah. 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 Um, but uh, interesting interesting times as the economic uh, COVID sort of sifts out the, co- the companies that are profitable or not. Indeed, yeah. Yeah, and that was the news, Chris. Thank goodness. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, let's get on to topic of the week. Topic of the week.
this is definitely my favourite uh, bed. <laughs> is it? Hmm. Um, I can't hear it, so. Uh, oh, can you not? Oh, that was well. That, that's the good one. Um, I like that one. Right. Topic of the week, Chris. Now this this came across our desk in the newsroom. Yep. And my initial reaction was, well, that sounds like a load of marketing bull. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> um, and what are those, Chris? Well, what was your initial reaction before we tell them what are those? Uh, I felt old, Mark. I felt old. That's my initial reaction. I was just like, oh, <laughs> I remember, and I'm giving the game away, I remember Geospatial 1. Well, I didn't know there was a 1. That well, that's how old you are as well, you see, because once, once, once you start putting numbers against, you know, <laughs> your industry, you're in, you're in serious trouble. Uh, wait till there's an IoT too, then we'll know. That's <laughs> true, um, jargon. But what this is, listeners, is Geospatial 2.0. Yeah, and uh, if you're, you know, if if you're following things, perhaps you already know what Geospatial 2.0 is. Uh, if you uh, if you're you're on the other side of the world in a in a small uh, country uh, off the coast of Australia, then then maybe it's not something that's kind of jumped up and and, and bit your interest. Um, uh, I would like to say, Chris, I think this this podcast has been very geospatial two point zero for a long time. Well, of course it has. We're going ahead. We, of just, the game, haven't, Mark. we just haven't we just haven't marketed it. We, we don't like labelling things, Mark. Um, But how do you know, Chris, how do you know what is Geospatial 2.0? Well, I think if you don't know, you need to do some research. All right. I was going into the uh, things it's not. So what Geospatial 1.0 was map-centric, was or is big in the public sector, Uh Um, architected for two-dimensional data, designed for experts, um, so that's the user interface and tools. The, the thing is, what, what, what you're basically saying, and this is kind of where I, I felt a little bit Emperor's New Clothes, uh, it sounds like, you know, there was that argument of kind of, oh, traditional GIS versus location intelligence. And it, it was kind of, you know, the uh, the map boxes and the cartos and others yeah. were, were kind of, hey, hey, you know, traditional GIS, it's you people over there who make maps and, you know, do analysis. You're, you're kind of, yeah, traditional GIS, but hey, we're the cool kids now. Uh, we're, we're doing location intelligence. Um, well, to be fair, they're using location intelligence is a, is a big part of Geospatial 2.0. Say again? Location intelligence is a big part of Geospatial 2.0. Sure, 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 sure. But I, I think it's just that I don't know whether uh, in, the, in, in the same way location intelligence was, was kind of a hey, traditional GIS isn't, you know, it's an old thing and location intelligence is a new thing. And I think what basically happened was that traditional GIS just morphed, just, you know. Yeah, I, uh, I, I think they were, I mean, I don't, we like, we like map box and we like here and um, Leaflet and all those guys. Um, but they kind of do offer a, a slimmed down version of GI of, of GIS. Yeah, I mean, and we'll probably get in trouble for that for their mailboxes with hate. Um, 
Well, it's, no, it, it's it's a different thing, isn't it? Like, yeah, they're not trying to be the same. They're not trying to, you know, create every geoprocessing tool under the sun. You know, that that's not their, their. No, they're lighter and heavier. And and I think this is um, even though Esri is apparently part of Geospatial two point zero. Of course, I'd actually say they're not. Oh um, no, I would. Ah, I think they're trying to be, but. They are, um, they are, you know, you got to buy a GIS for for Esri. Um, I mean, ArcGIS Online kind of works, but kind of doesn't. Um, if you don't well, have hang, on, hang on, hang on, Before before we get too much into this, what is Geospatial two point zero, Mark? Well, this is. Again, we can say I, what it's not. Yeah, when I first read these articles, I was I was unamused at the lack of definition. <laughs> um, and it, it's quite true that it is one of those things you can't define um, and they can say geospatial 2.0 is disruptive but that's a buzzword you know you should be able to define something without a buzzword um, um, I, do, you know, I do you know the words I came up with yeah oh hang on I gave you them didn't I no 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 I took your words and oh. discarded them uh, and <laughs> Uh, came up with my own definition and I'm still not you know it's one of these things you, you, you look at the definition and then you reread it and then you move words around and you cross words out and you add new words uh, and before you know it you're you know you've come up with something else but uh, what I came up with are you ready mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to value your opinion here and yours listeners you can you can tell me I'm speaking rubbish and I'm, feel free you know, to yell at you yeah so yeah sure um, so I've said uh, that it is the application of locate, location intelligence to multiple sensor data streams combined with AL slash ML, whatever you're feeling at the time, uh, to deliver platform-based actionable business insight. That's a mouthful, but I like it. It sounds like one of those goals you made to set by HR. Yeah, no, I've actually printed that out. It's on a poster, and then I've got a picture of like a mountain in the background, <laughs> you know. Brilliant. But so but break, it's that break that down again, Chris. So it's the application of location intelligence to multiple sensor data streams, and I think that's one of the key aspects of it. It's it's uh, it's not making a map. It's you have to have multiple data streams, or you have to have data streams from sensors. So whether they are satellites or whether it's IoT, doesn't really matter. Uh, you combine that with AI or, or machine learning to um, perform some level of uh, aggregation and analysis and then you deliver it on a platform-based, uh, often cloud-based um, platform, platform-based, cloud-based platform, too many platforms there, I apologize, <laughs> but on a, you know, you're delivering kind of platform as a service. Uh, that delivers uh, actionable business insight. So it's it's about solving specific issues. So it's not it's not kind of a generic, you know, um, you feed stuff in and you know you've got a generic. You can generically do anything with it. It's about solving particular issues, or providing insight for particular issues. So it's not a generic thing. It's a it's a targeted thing. Yeah. So it's that yeah, combination location intelligence, multiple sensors. AL or machine learning uh, on a platform to deliver specific business insight. Yeah, I think the AI ML um, aspect isn't isn't overly necessary. Um, mm. linear, linear analysis will be okay. Um, 
but it's the point is you uh, you don't need a map um, the end person is not interested in finding things on a map they're interested in an outcome for their business yep. um, it's it's mixed modal so you know it's it's bi with a spatial component that is best represented how it's ever best represented to the client or to the business yep that may be a graph it may be spatial data on a graph um yeah so what does it mean chris i mean we've defined it yeah and, and i think we can we can run with that definition um what does it mean well I guess I, I guess this this is where this kind of geospatial 2.0 is kind of kicking in, you know. It's it's the and and I may argue there has been a tr transition towards this from traditional GIS anyway, but um, you know it it's the step change that the uh, you know the IoT the multiple sensors the dark skies of this world the planets of these of this world the ability to uh, perform analysis using machine learning or AI you know bringing those different sensors together doing analysis and then you know delivering which is which is quite a different approach from traditional GI yeah I think um We've been talking about this stuff, and again, that's why I think our our podcast has been on the ball with it. Just haven't named them. Well, I think we, we were on the ball very early with "Get Off the Map," weren't we? Yeah, we're so early on that. That's actually the, one of our original sayings. Um, I think the difference is instead of taking your data from all your devices, on other people's devices, and um, you know, there's now a whole multi-feed of, of data sources and sticking them into your uh, silo of GIS you now put them into some sort of data fusion yeah and that, AI that aggregation yeah so and I think that's also the key isn't it it's not just a it's not a single feature I mean it could or a single sensor I think it could be but it doesn't you know it's not necessarily a single sensor it, it's about the multiple sensors that give you multiple streams of information so um, it's that combination of, of, of data points, I guess. Well, um, data, data indications. Um, yeah, yeah. And I think equally it's not... Yeah, we, we haven't used the term big data, um, <clears throat> but I think there's elements of it. You know, it's it, it doesn't have to, but, you know, it could be... You know, it could be uh, satellite information, you know, and then using AI or machine learning to <clears throat> identify things within that data. Um, but it's not a case of you do that once. It's a case of you are doing that continuously. Every time you get a new satellite image, you know, Black Sky is using its uh, its multiple um, satellites. You know, uh, it's, it's taking that information, running analysis, delivering the result. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Rather than the kind of a, I'm doing this to uh, as part of a project. This is a continuous, ongoing answer to a question. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but we also, I think, you know, it's important to realise that currently it's not well defined. No, and I think marketing term. yeah, there's still um, an awful lot of water to go under the bridge, and you know, in the same way that location intelligence didn't replace traditional GIS and traditional GIS, uh, or should I say, it hasn't gone away. It's just 
changed and morphed and you know in some cases it's still traditional gis because that's what you know it fulfills the need um but it's it's also changed and morphed so it also fulfills the need of location intelligence um you know if you kind of the argument always was you know esri was traditional gis uh, but now it probably has more dashboards than anybody else if you you know if, if, if yeah although you'd still argue that's quite a siloed view i, um, sh- I wouldn't sure but I, I guess the point being that you know um location intelligence or business intelligence um i, I was it surprises me i was having a chat with a business uh analyst recently um and the it's weird how the business analyst almost stops at location. You know, they, they do analysis up to the point that location gets interesting and then seem to stop. And, uh, you know, yeah. I'm sure there are many BI people out there who are going, no, no, that's not what we do at all. But um, <laughs> in, in, in the conversations I have, it's, you know, we're aware we can put this on the map, but we haven't necessarily... This goes back to our, our conversation, uh, our episode last week about Waldo. Last week, sorry, last last episode. <laughs> Let's just go with us. Not think of time frames, but you know, Waldo Tober and the first law of geography. Mm. Yeah, that's where it seems to stop. The first law of geography seems to you know be a little bit difficult for BI to get over. Um, well, yeah, I don't know, but this is the. Um, uh, I'm linking in. We've always said on this podcast that a lot of innovation doesn't come from the GIS world, and you can see that. Um, you know, the the big GIS players are not building the innovation rate of solutions. We had Uber on. Yep, they're not a big geospatial, and they're very geospatial two point zero. Um, and I think what what it is is these people who are information hungry, realizing that geospatial aspect to data um, is, is an important part to making decisions and they're, they're going finally it's the um, it's the dollars, it's the cents and it's the XYZ uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. so a lot of that's going to be driving because they're not, they're no, no longer going oh we better go buy a GIS well uh, and there's lots of enabling there you know, there's one of the uh, opposite uh, um was the thing you're getting excited about is um, AI as a service. Uh-huh. You know, it's, it's excellent, right? There's so much as a service now. Um, Dark Sky as a service. Yep. Um, that you're just plugging these services together. Yep. And that is giving you the information you need. You haven't had to buy any of it or hire anyone who knows how to, um, how to build it. I think, and this is this is where I'm a little bit. Oh, the two dot zero. I'm not. I'm not hundred percent sure about because two dot zero suggests it's a replacement for one dot zero, right? You know, you you get to two and that replaces one, and you get to three and that replaces you. You know, it's you know, ArcGIS eight replaces seven, right? It's it's the way of things. But two doesn't replace one. No. You know. At, at all you know the traditional gis is still actually a completely valid thing because lots of people are still in that space um you know local authorities central government needs that kind of 
analytical capability, the, the general analytical capability, and to think that all of that is going to be replaced by a sensor or a satellite or you know whatever else, I think is is unlikely. Yeah, yeah, I think I think that's a good point. That this isn't a replacement for one. It's not, and I think actually the the whether it's you know whether it's the Esri, the Map Info, the Carto, the whoever else, the Hexagons, the Mapping, whatever. Yeah, you know, arguably elements of them will be used in a you know in part of a platform. It's not like you know your uh, if if you're if you're building a geospatial two point zero tool that you're going to go oh yeah I'm going to go out there I'm going to uh, you know build my entire you know an entirely new mapping platform you're going to go with I'm going to have Mapbox in the back or I'm going to have Carter in the back or I might have Esri in the back you know that's going to be my my map upon which I'm going to layer my analysis so I, th- I think you know it's become much more of this uh, you know you use components to build your platform rather than developing everything from from it's it's almost like you know it's uh, the the new kids of the system integrators that have been around for ages it's just that you know they're now instead of integrating their client systems they're integrating systems to create products for their clients yeah <laughs> maybe well i think i think it's worth um you know definitely reading more about and talking about it. I, as a, as we said i we don't think it's going. To, it's going to change the world, but it doesn't need a label on it to change the world. Well, I think it's not that it is changing the world. Technology, you know, it's it's not like someone uh, you know came up with uh, a drone and went, "Hey, I'm building the drone, so we have geospatial 2.0." Or no. I'm going to fly the satellite, so we have geospatial 2.0. Or I'm going to do some AI, so I've enabled geospatial 2.0. No, geospatial 2.0 is just the uh, you know the the combining of technology to deliver something mm. of value, if it if indeed it's anything at all. <laughs> well, yeah, I, 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 yeah, it always does worry me when we try to define things and then build frameworks and then try and get agreement because it it by the time you do all that. The thing's gone. Well, we're humans; we can't agree about anything. <laughs> That's true. Um, but yeah, no, I think that—that uh, that is our topic of the week, Chris. Yeah, uh, we're going to obviously revisit this. I think uh, yeah, you know, the, the more kind of the more reading and research you do into it, the more kind of you know there there are clearly examples of uh, software products out there that meet the the broad requirements of geospatial 2.0 but I don't think they built them going we're part of the geospatial 2.0 no no yeah I, I th- yeah. think anyway watch out for anyone who's marketing buy a 2.0 <laughs> yeah yeah um, yeah nevertheless it, I, I still think very interesting concept and you, you know uh, does it replace traditional GIS no it doesn't does traditional GIS still exist Probably not really. I think everything's just evolved into whatever it is these days. Yeah. Um, but um, the opportunity, I think, is there with Geospatial 2.0. Yeah. Yeah, definitely it is. Right. Good topic, Chris. Yeah, I like these kind of topics. I wonder what Waldo Tobler would have thought. I, yeah, I don't think he would have um, labelled it. 
he strikes me as that type of person who is more interested in just getting on with it than uh, than labelling. In heavy ice. <laughs> is this of your mojito? Uh, I'm, I'm, no, I'm not going to tell you, tell you what it is. <laughs> All right. Yeah, well, good podcast, Chris. Yeah, I enjoyed this one. Way better than... Oh, no, actually, I enjoyed the last one as well. <laughs> Bit of variety. Um, but, as, yeah, uh, get in touch, in fact. Especially DJI. Email us at geodorable at gmail.com. Email us. God, that's been a while since we've, uh, we've pulled that one out. <laughs> yeah. Um, I can go through uh, the Facebook as well, but anyway... Um, we, d- we do get emails and we do try and respond and we do apologise if we don't respond in time or in a timely manner. Um, yeah, we're just mostly lazy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> not, accurate. yeah. We're just, there's, there's a heck of a lot going on at the moment. There is. Well, we're, we're, we're trying to work out what Geospatial 3.0 is. So. Yeah, yep. Get ahead of the curveball. Um... Yeah, the yeah. Who knows what we're doing next time, and uh, who knows when it will be. We hope it's going to be sooner than this gap, uh, but we said that in the last one. Well, I think if if uh, if the GS companies out there would just start putting out some decent news, <laughs> you know, if they would make true. the effort, you know, and, and you know, not just oh, we've released another version of something. Come yeah. on, something interesting. Yes, um, and, but also if you know people who are interesting that uh, we think we'd we should speak to, uh, let us know. Hmm. That'd be great. And on that, Chris. Yeah. Good night, Mark. Uh, good night, Chris. Yeah. Well, good night, uh, listeners, or good morning, good listeners, night. or good, good day, day, listeners. Uh, good just you know, good in general. Yeah. Yep, and we'll catch you next time. We'll do.